Welcome to WTBU News Today. I'm Mia McCarthy. Boston has been hot and humid lately. Temperatures Tuesday are expected to reach a high of 91 degrees, with the rest of the week continuing to look just as hot and humid. Christina Melhorn is here now to report on Boston University's new Senior Diversity Officer. Boston University announced on Monday that Andrea Taylor will leave her seat on the Board of Trustees to become the university's first Senior Diversity Officer. In the new position, Taylor will work directly with BU President Robert Brown to advance an agenda of diversity, equity, and inclusion. They will also collaborate with other university leaders. Taylor's first project with BU will be to create and head an anti-racism working group. The group's plans will include examining processes and policies that could inhibit diversity, equity, and inclusion within the BU community making recommendations to change these policies, developing metrics for monitoring the progression of the group's work, and increasing the diversity of staff and students at BU. The AWG will be composed of leaders from across the university. The creation of Taylor's position was as a result of BU's new diversity and inclusion initiatives underway across campus. Alongside the widespread changes being made at the university, Taylor says her work will not only demand real change, but also cause some difficult moments and conversations. Taylor is set to begin her new position on August 17th. In Westford, Massachusetts, I'm Christina Melhorn for WTBU News. Joining us now is Amanda Schneider with an update from the Mayflower Replica. The Mayflower II, a replica of the original Mayflower ship that brought pilgrims to the New World in 1620, returned to Plymouth on Monday after cutting its voyage short. The ship docked in Plymouth Harbor on Monday afternoon, though it was originally scheduled to dock in May after making numerous stops across New England. One stop was going to include being led into Boston Harbor to mark the 400th anniversary of the original voyage of the Mayflower, though such plans were canceled due to the pandemic. Another stop was scheduled in Newport, Rhode Island, but it was canceled after Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker announced travel restrictions to states that included Rhode Island. The replica was a gift from England in 1957, and stabilization efforts began in 2014. Such efforts included an $11.2 million restoration that occurred in Mystic, Connecticut, done by shipwrights from Mystic Seaport and artisans from Plymouth Plantation. In Fairfield, Connecticut, I'm Amanda Schneider for WTBU News. And now, we'll head over to Victoria Popovska for a story on the FBI's investigation of the 2016 presidential election. Republican Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin announced on Monday that he has subpoenaed the Federal Bureau of Investigation to provide documents to his committee related to the FBI's investigation into Russia's interference in the 2016 election. The new subpoena demands that by August 20th, the FBI should produce the records that it gave to the Justice Department Inspector General's office. Johnson is also leading an investigation into Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden, his son Hunter Biden, and Ukraine. In his announcement, Senator Johnson defended his support of the Biden investigation after Democratic politicians criticized the probe for the opportunity it may provide in amplifying Russian propaganda. U.S. intelligence officials have said that they have evaluated that Russia is working to denigrate Biden ahead of the November election. The Republican-led Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee, of which Johnson heads, has been scrutinizing the FBI's investigation into ties between the Trump campaign and Russia. The office had concluded last December in a report that the Russia investigation was open for valid reasons, but that during the, their surveillance of a former Trump campaign advisor, the FBI had made significant errors. In Montville, New Jersey, I'm Victoria Popovska for WTBU News. Next, a story regarding youth coronavirus cases from Sebastian Jaramillo. Today's number of the day is 97,000 because that's how many children have tested positive for the coronavirus in the last two weeks of July. 
according to the American Academy of Pediatrics. This number represents more than a quarter of all COVID cases for children nationwide since March, when lockdowns began. These numbers come in the aftermath of many schools beginning to reopen. For example, a high school in Georgia caused concern over pictures taken by a student which showed packed hallways and unsanitary conditions. The student has since faced threats from classmates and was suspended by the school following the outrage caused by her posting the pictures on social media. North Paulding High School, the Georgia school in question, has since turned to virtual instruction following six positive coronavirus tests from students. These numbers come at a time when the total number of cases nationwide has reached 5 million, 1 million of which were detected in the past two weeks. From Boca Raton, Florida, I'm Sebastian Jaramillo from WTBU News. Finally, an update from Giselle Mehta about the resignation of Lebanon's government. After a weekend of public outrage over a deadly explosion that killed over 200 people in Beirut last week, Lebanon's government has officially resigned. In a television address on Monday evening, the Lebanese Prime Minister Hassan Diab announced that he and the government would be stepping back to join the people of the country in fighting for real change and holding those responsible for the explosion accountable. The announcement comes days after the people of Lebanon took to the streets to violently protest the government, whom they believed caused the explosion due to years of negligence and corruption. The hugely destructive blast was a result of 2,750 tons of ammonium nitrate detonating after being stored unsafely at a Beirut shipping port for years. After the explosion, several parliament members had already announced their resignation. Now, the Prime Minister Diab will go to parliament to hand over the resignation of all ministers. Parliament will now have to decide on a new prime minister. However, no changes to the government process at the root of the outrage have been announced. In Dubai, the United Arab Emirates, I'm Giselle Mehta for WTBU News. That's it for this edition of WTBU News Today. Be sure to tune into our full program every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern over on WTBU Radio. On behalf of Gabriela Lopez, Grace Ferguson, Megan Gregoire, Lily Kepner, and Amanda Schneider, I'm Mia McCarthy reporting from Boston, Massachusetts for WTBU News. <laughs>